So where did these people understand irrigation or medicine or the body? It was through meditation that they got these downloads. And I really do yes. believe that when we take time to really go inwards and think about things, that's when we get those special downloads that really create life-changing, world-changing type inventions. Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Shahid Durrani. Today we have with us Kavita Sahai. Kavita is a founder of K Sahai, a natural wellness and beauty company. Previously, she was in private equity and investment banking. She received her undergraduate degree in finance from University of Florida and her MBA from UC Berkeley. Welcome to our show, Kavita. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. My pleasure. My pleasure. So that's a, quite a shift. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. So what inspired that shift? Can you share some a story or, or information on how that transpired? Yeah, absolutely. So when I was younger, of course, I definitely thought I wanted to do finance. And so I pursued mm. that path. Oh, so and when you're as, as a kid, you wanted to be, go into finance? So it's a funny story. When I was a yeah. teenager, I saw Pretty Woman. And again, you have yeah. to remember this pre-Google, pre where our, all of yeah. our information came from our tribe or the movies, right? Yes. Yeah. And so I thought, and I thought, yes, that's what I want to do. Not Julia Roberts, but Richard Gere. I'm like, here's this yes, guy. Yes. He makes a lot of money. He's helping this old guy, doing the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Good. I want to do that because everyone I knew was an engineer or a doctor. Oh, Seem like the life I wanted to go for. So having no other real awesome. reference, that's what I want to do. And I learned later that was private equity or some form of uh, buying and selling companies. So that's where uh -huh. I landed my sights and went to pursue yeah. that thing. And I think so many things we think we want, mm -hmm. especially when we gain them from like a movie. <laughs> Once I had yeah. arrived, I realized I was working a hundred plus hours. The mm -hmm concept of burnout wasn't even a, a term back then, but it was exactly what I was feeling. I, blood work wise, appeared completely healthy, but I couldn't remember anything. I had extreme brain fog. Oh. I probably looked 20 years older. I just, it was like I knew that something was off, which now I know living on coffee and stress and everything else was probably a lot of what caused it. But I became very frustrated because a lot of the doctors were like, no, you're fine. It's there's nothing wrong with you, but I knew mm. something was wrong. And one of the things that I had always done is I always shared what was going on with me. So I was at a networking event and I just shared that I hadn't been feeling great and I didn't know what was wrong. And the doctor said I was fine. And someone introduced me to a botanist who was in town. And so I went and they were like, she creates these oil formulas. And the only thing I knew of oils was a doTERRA young living MLM thing. So I had always been a little weary of it, but I went to go see her. I was desperate to try anything. And she had um, created an oil formula for me that worked amazingly well. Like within three months, I was feeling back to my normal self. Mm. And I later learned that a lot of that, because I had tried a lot of different supplements and, and different things, but the diet and stress had left me with a very leaky gut. And so because of that, I wasn't able to absorb any of the vitamins and minerals. The oils bypass your gut and go right into your bloodstream. So that's why I was able to get the benefits and start to heal. And mm. so- 
quickly, I was like, what is this magic snake oil? I must <laughs> bring it to the world. Yeah. yeah. And so that, that was the shift. She was struggling, clearly needed some direction, but her products were amazing. And so I left corporate and jumped into being um, the CEO for that company. I helped grow that and then got investors in, background comes back in handy, and then got mm. them private equity money, and then decided that I still was really passionate about the oils and that business, and then so then started my own brand around it. Mm. So similar to that type of product, your brand? Yeah, so it's the same. It's actually the same formulations because the investors didn't want to move on with it. They wanted to do something mm -hmm. very different. And yeah, so I was able to take it. So it's that formulations. And then, of course, I added on during this probably almost 10 year journey. I got certified in aromatherapy, Ayurveda, yoga. Like it was a total shift of um, wow. <laughs> expertise. But so, it's so like the more the, there. Hmm. So the person that you went in and, and joined that company, the initial company, did she move on to join you in this new firm as well? No, she's retired. She was. Okay. That's great. It worked out. She yeah. can continue her dream, her purpose through you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's awesome. So you have a diverse experience or expertise in aromatherapy, as you mentioned, yoga, nutrition. Can you share how you blend the this ancient wisdom with scientific evidence? Yeah, absolutely. So. I was never one person who would take, who would do something just because there was a ritual, right? For example, mm. uh, praying before eating. I'm like, but why? Why do we pray before we eat? What's, what's the ritual? And it's actually a ritual. That you need an me. answer. I needed the everything. science. Yeah, yeah. I always wanted to know what's the science? Why does it work? And, and so as I dug in and as I started to study all these different modalities, what I realized is there is a lot of these rituals, most of them, I would say, they do have science behind it. So the reason you pray before eating is because it calms your fight or flight and it allows you mm. to digest. It gives you that moment to breathe before you eat. And so that was like, wow, okay, that's a ritual that we want to have. And for example, we have de-stress oil and it's another great way. If you remember to roll it on before you eat, it helps your body immediately relax so that you can taken the food and digest better. So I just started to take a lot of these different rituals also with affirmations. So <clears throat> that has become a lot more popular now saying affirmations, but if you combine it with a scent, it also helps to solidify it in your mind because scent is the first thing that reaches your blood brain. So it helps you believe and uh, ground that affirmation. And so we combined and put affirmations on all our packaging. And so that's how I have started to mix the rituals along with the oils to intermix mm. because really it's holistic, right? It's mind, body, and soul. Yeah. That is yeah, the holistic awesome. wellness experience. Yeah. And Kavita, do you have ones that you can light up as well to set a scent in your home, for example? Yeah. So I don't have those type, but you could absolutely mm -hmm. take any oil and put it, I, I don't know about light up, but you could put oh. it in a diffuser or you could, okay. you know, just I just leave it open. Air filters. Yes. Yeah. Because everyone has different sensitivities to scent, I really like the roll-ons just because it's your own personal thing. And it's also whatever you personally need. But I mm. do put them on our, if someone's sick in the house, I'll always put like a little eucalyptus or bavansara on our air filters so that it goes throughout the house to protect everyone. So what other kind of research have you done with many of the rituals? For example, the laws of the universe, like law of attraction. Have you researched that aspect as yeah. well? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I think 
the law of attraction and meditation manifestation absolutely have spent a lot of time with it because it's, it's really interesting and it's mm -hmm. funny because i don't think it's something we could have talked about maybe even five years ago no. <laughs> um, this type of a podcast but i have found yeah. it very easy to call in and i find that again the biggest thing is you have to be in a relaxed state to be mm. able to attract or manifest whatever it is that you desire you have to be relaxed it can't be this nervous anxious anxiety and so that's where i think it really that's where the practice mm. of meditation good point then right and, and it helps mm. to build patience mm. but once yeah, you're so in that true. state you can call and manifest very easily Mm. What I yeah, it's true. And it's that calmness. It's that calmness of mind. And then also um, just knowing the faith part, the complete right. faith, having faith that everything's going to be okay. And then because you're so aware, because you're so ex in the expectant, in, in expectation of wonderful things happening and you feel that and you're calm, you start getting the guidance, like Tony Robbins talks about that guidance. I'm just being guided. And I never really understood all that until I started meditating. I started looking within and studying myself. Started realizing that, yeah, they're, they're amazing pointers. They just come, if your mind is really active and really busy and chaotic, you might not even, you might notice it, but you brush it off. But when you're in that state, you're expecting, you're just like, oh, okay, wait a minute. That's one of those things. Let me investigate. You start saying yes when you usually would say no, for example. Exactly. No, exactly. And it's your intuition, <laughs> right? So yeah, we've yeah. gotten so used to relying on technology to supersede yeah. our intuition, right? So mm, now mm -hmm. we don't drive anywhere before putting it in Google Maps, right? We, we can't yeah. intuitively know where things are, right? And, and now we even yeah. use a device to tell us, did we have a good night's sleep? Like we can't wake up and say... Did I sleep well or did I not sleep well? Let me check. And so I find yeah. intuition is like a little voice in your head where yes. if you don't listen to it, it gets quieter and quieter. Yes. But the minute you start listening to it, it gets louder. And that's when it becomes mm. a guide. But it mm. goes hand in hand with that trust. Like I love when Gabby Bernstein says, the universe has my back. If you really mm. believe that, then you can really believe mm. this voice and start to trust it yeah. uh, in complete faith. And that's really, yeah. I think, where the magic happens. But none of that happens if you're not in a state of relaxation, if you're not in a state mm. where you're caring for yourself. Yeah. Um, one of the practices I really loved studying about was human design. Have you heard of that? No. So human design is the combination of different ancient practices. So it combines the chakra system, I Ching, and astrology, and I'm missing another one. But it takes all of that to tell you what's your energy type and how to care for it like how to bring up mm -hmm. your vibration because for example for some people that could be running and for some people that could be sleeping and that it's going to restore their energy differently mm -hmm. so there's mm -hmm. five different energy types and once you identify which one is yours then you can do specific self-care tactics to help you raise your vibration and take care mm -hmm. of yourself because so again we're so programmed Good. to not listening to our intuition like i think if we really were tuned in we would know naturally what would suit us but we're mm. so used to just looking at whatever the latest Instagrammer is doing. And we're like, oh, it's working for them. It must also work yeah. for me. Right? Yeah. But the yeah. truth is we yeah. all have different sort of soul prints that we need to explore. So we have the quiz on the website, actually, so people can take it to figure it out. And then it does oh, have nice. on how best to do it. Because, again, I feel like it's all about this journey to your true nature, through nature. Mm. <laughs> so mm. that I try to do as many mm. tools through it. But. And you had a good point about technology, the reliance yeah. on technology. We lose out on that inner world. 
but I feel that even with ChatGPT is going to get even a lot easier for human beings. Running a business, running your life, it's just going to be pretty much automated in the future. Everything is going to be done for you, all the things that we do now. So we're going to have a lot more time on our hands. And I feel that if we invested that time in our inner world, we could really change this world in a very positive way if we start using that free time for even becoming busier, for example, or making it more chaotic within doing right. certain things that re require a lot of your attention and not calming things down. It could obviously keep going in that direction. What are your thoughts on this point? Yeah, no, I agree. And I think ChatGPT is obviously this incredible tool, but I also mm. hope that people use it as a tool and not as something that's thinking yeah. for them. So yes. people aren't just putting into ChatGPT, what should I do with my business? No, that's something that you intuitively, that's your thing that's your secret sauce your uniqueness yeah. and the problem yeah. with ChatGPT is it's taking everyone's uniqueness to make it all the same and so now it's gotten mm. to a point where someone sends a message i can tell that ChatGPT wrote it right because it's you've mm. lost that originality that uniqueness and so yeah it's like most things it's a blessing and a curse yeah and so i think when it's no, used it's as true. a tool it's incredible and i agree i think mm. You could get more efficient. And so then your choice with that efficiency is do I take that time to become crazy with something else or do I take that time for myself? And then again, yeah. are we listening for our intuition or are we letting now chat GPT be our inner yeah. another way to put our inner voice? Because everything in the past that has been invented, not everything, most of the things in science and the inventions, they were intuitive. For example, Albert Einstein said, I was thinking, but I was never getting the answer until I stopped thinking. I just listen to the to the, yeah so and a lot of other inventions nikola tesla and a lot of other brilliant people in the past that gave us a lot of the technology that we use today a lot of the ways of discovering new things through science for example was first came about through that inner world it's so powerful so there's so much there that we haven't even scraped the surface yet. Who knows where we can take this world if we start focusing on our inner world? 100%. I think most of them, I, I call them digital downloads from the universe. Right. Yeah. So in Hinduism, we have these books of the Vedas. And Ayurveda actually came from there, along with a lot of different science. And it was real science. Mm. So where do these people understand irrigation or medicine or the body? It was through meditation that they got these downloads. Mm, right. And I really do yes. believe that when we are, we take time to really go inwards and think about things, that's when we get those special downloads that really create life-changing, world-changing type inventions. Yeah, very true. Very true. It's the calming things, looking within, meditating, that we get the true answers that we're looking for, even for our own personal life as well. And I love all people. I love all cultures and all that. I find that if we, because it's mindfulness at the end of the day, if we practice meditating or meditation is being mindful. That's it. You're just calming things down. You're just becoming more healthier. And that can be practiced in any belief system. That's right. That's right. And so, inward journey. So your commitment to empower female and social entrepreneurs is great. But can you share some challenges that you encountered when going in that direction? Yeah. So I've always felt, especially from coming from the world of finance, that women entrepreneurs don't receive enough capital. So I always try to mm -hmm. angel invest in that direction. 
the difficulty I find is the support. There is, there obviously, just like there's a glass ceiling in the corporate world, there is a similar type issue when you're looking for contracts. For example, if um, you're working with an entrepreneur who's trying to get into corporations or sell her solution into corporations or different companies, there still is a little bit of the old boys club, right? Where people like to do business with people they're friends with or have common interests mm -hmm. with. And so I find that challenge is still a little bit hard yes. to overcome, just like it would be for the mm. same reason that people feel it in the corporate world, right? If you're friends with someone, you're more likely to like them, think more of them when there's an opportunity. And so I find that still exists. But having said that, I still believe that the research and the research will show, again, I'm all about the research behind it, that female entrepreneurs and having females on your boards will provide you with better results. Because it's a different way of I thinking. Agree. Yes, I agree. Uh, and with the ability to be in, in various directions and multitask and still be able to come up with creative ideas is, is what I find fascinating as well. Yeah, right? exactly. Like you you so, need different, yeah. you diff different perspectives, different point of views. That's where the creativity yeah. and the magic happens. Yeah, that's great. Can you share... Any specific lessons that you learn in this transition from your past, this life that you had in the finance and going into this type of industry? Have you learned any specific lessons? And if you had to do it over again, what would you do different? Yeah. So what I learned through the journey is it's definitely a difficult one, right? So I feel like mm. I've sat on all the different sides of the entrepreneurial table. I've been the investment banker, I've been the investor, and then now I'm the entrepreneur. And mm. it's a lot easier to tell somebody what to do than it is to actually execute on things. And so I don't think I fully appreciated the ups and downs of the entrepreneurial journey, as opposed to maybe some of the other seats that you have around that table. And the lesson there is really, again, one of faith. You have to mm. believe that it's going to be fine. You have to have that belief that what you're doing is your purpose and your passion. And therefore, it is right at all times, even when it might not mm. seem quite right. Like my business is very spa dependent. So we work a lot with spas. And in COVID, the whole world shut down. And I think Bloomingdale's had sent a letter saying they weren't going to pay for a year and a half or something like that. So yeah. you really have to keep faith that you are on the right path and then it's going to be fine. And so I think, again, that mm. self-care practice is really important. I think <laughs> to make sure that you're always in a calm state of mind and you're not making decisions or taking actions that are rash. And, and the good news is you can do that when it's your own company because you can be like, nope, I got to go meditate for 10 minutes outside and nobody thinks anything mm. of it. Mm. Um, as far as mm. lessons that things I would do differently, I think one of the important lessons is you have to really understand who you partner with. And so we did have an experience where we got a big PO and we had to bring in financing and those partners were just not the right partners. But it was one of those things where we felt like we needed it in the time to make the PO happen. And in retrospect, we probably should have just allowed for some slower growth to then be with the right partners. And so I, I think good. There, there's a good to great, right? Make sure you have the right people on mm. the bus. It's the most important mm. thing. And so I think Sometimes we have to remember that's more important than the growth mm. to grow properly I, in the long term. From my experience, I believe the most powerful part of that answer is the complete faith part. 
It's, it's just knowing you you got this like this every move you're making is high vibration you're thinking the right thoughts you're feeling the right way in alignment and you're acting on those feelings the law of cause and effects in a third dimension you're actually the cause is that and then the effect you're just leaving it but because you have that faith you just know at the end of the day it's going to work out but you can either have this naturally or you need to work with someone, a mentor, someone to get the training to make those changes in the subconscious mind because they're buggers. The paradigm, you, you have to get the training to replace that paradigm, to replace that subconscious belief, to be naturally that way. But when you become naturally that way, you become very creative and you just make things happen over time. 100%. And we're always so much harder on yeah. ourselves. Like I always yeah. tell people, think about as if you were giving your friend advice, would they hold, would you hold a past bad move against them forever? That's all that self-doubt. Would you allow that to become the future story or no. would you just completely rewrite it? So I think yeah. that talking to yourself as if it was a friend sometimes really yeah. helps yeah. You work through any past stories and self-doubt <laughs> so that you can move mm. forward. But hundred percent, you have to assume that it's done and then you just operate mm. as if though it's already done. And then I do feel like mm. the universe rewards those actions. Yeah. Yeah. Have faith before you have reasons to have faith. That's right. That's right. That's, that's awesome. Awesome. Kavita, can you share what you feel your innermost superpower is that got you to this point in life? Self-confidence. Hmm. I really feel like I had to have every step of the way, even breaking into private equity, it was one of the only females and minorities. And it just took a lot of confidence to get into a room full of people who didn't look like me, who came from Ivy League schools and just say, you know what, I deserve to be here. But mm. that was my superpower for even though I had no reason to believe I always did. Is that naturally with you from birth from childhood? Or did you get training? No, I think it was just something that I always had embedded. Is your mom or dad like that? Any, any? My mom is. Ah, okay. And you spent a lot of time with her growing up? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Awesome. That's a very special gift. So congratulations. On that. <laughs> it takes you. a lot of work to get that. Congratulations. Yeah. Appreciate your time today coming on our <laughs> show. It was great speaking to you. Uh, keep in touch. If there's any final words that you would like to share, please go ahead. I would just say it's it's one of the journeys that's most worth taking is the inner journey and the inner work. Just because you maybe haven't been able to do it in the past, maybe meditation wasn't your thing or different things you've tried weren't your thing, doesn't mean you shouldn't keep trying different modalities because when you find one that resonates, it will be purely magical. Hmm. Awesome. Thank you, Kavita. And we'll speak soon. Once the episode goes live, we'll send you an email with information. I appreciate you helping us promote it. And if there's anything that you wanted to share in the future, let us know. Just send us an email. I'll do that. Thank you so much again for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you.